I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Podcast. This is on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Spreaker. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Sebas, here we go. Go! We are still on fire. It feels so good to be good. Uh, NFL is on a twenty and nine. That's for the season. College is on like an eighteen and seven run. We are absolutely on fire. Uh, just continue to do the the great work over here at the Football Glory Hole. Um, if this now, if you can't tell by our accents that we're a couple Texas born and raised boys, um, let me just tell you we are. And if this episode is a little short and expedited, I thought that was a secret. Yeah, well, if this episode is a little <laughs> short and expedited, then it is because those Texas Rangers are on the doorstep of winning a World Series. So if you're listening to this, you've hopefully they already won. We'd like to finish this up and watch that 27th out. Um, but if you're feeling a little unsatisfied with the way this podcast goes, get in line because that is what she said, and that is <laughs> that is what they all say now. Nah. Whether you are here for the funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way and as always here on the sports patio we got the tvs glowing we got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a Ghost in the Machine by Parrish Brewing Company in Broussard, Louisiana. Hmm. Excellent double IPA, four out of five stars. And I'm drinking this beer tonight because this is officially our Halloween podcast. And I'm going to share with you a short story of the history of Halloween for everybody. 
Well, first of all, everyone already knows that Halloween originated as an ancient Celtic tradition called Samhain. And that's where Larry Bird and Paul Pierce would get together and light a big bonfire and dress up in costumes to scare the Lakers out of another finals championship. Well, eventually, the Christians came along, as they always do, and commandeered the holiday, took all the fun out of it, and made people go to church and told the kids that uh, all the candy had razor blades in it and was poison and all this other ridiculous shit to try to discourage kids from enjoy just being kids. Quick side note on that, there actually have been three cases of poisoning from Halloween candy in the recorded U.S. in which kids did die on Halloween night, but it turns out all three times... It was the kids' own parents, so pretty clever there, mom and dad, but not fucking mm-hmm. clever enough, baby. You got caught. But anyway, eventually all the kiddos that didn't get murdered by their own parents grew up and decided, hey, fuck letting the kids have all the fun. Let's get drunk and fuck each other. <laughs> so now, the Saturday before Halloween is the day that the most sex is had of any day of the year, which makes sense, Longhorn, because mm-hmm. if you take Frumpy Ann from the office... Who is a smooth five all day, every day, and you stuff her in a slutty nurse costume mm. and add a 12 pack to the equation? Mm. <laughs> well, my friend, that comes out to penis plus vagina squared or penis plus vagina divided by butthole equals penicillin shot. Mm-hmm. Either way you figure it, it all adds up to a great time to me, baby. I love this holiday and happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, it comes out, so, something comes out, but I, you know. <laughs> My my grandma used to try to uh, to deter me from having sex. She told, and speaking of razor blades and, and the candy, she used to say, you know, the, these these dirty women they put razor blades in their vagina, so don't uh, don't uh, go don't go digging around in there. But jokes on you, grandma, because turns out I'm a masochist, so I just fucking jam it in there all the goddamn time. I love it. <laughs> all right, boys and girls of the podcast, now we're gonna go over every NFL game in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks as we always do. But right now, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by KissMyAss.com. Hey there, fuckheads. It's me, Cowboy Bob. And I bought time in this stupid-ass podcast to tell you about this brand new company I done started. It's called KissMyAss.com. And before you go asking what all my new company does, just sit down and shut the fuck up for a second and I'll tell you. God damn, you impatient bastards. Anyhow, have you ever been in a job where you just can't stand your boss? Some fucking retard walks around telling corny jokes showing pictures of his shitty-ass kids or ugly-ass wife? Don't you just wish you could tell him what a pussy he was and get away with it? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Now you can! All you gotta do is go to kissmyass.com, upload a pic of your boss with their first and last name and the address of your office, and we'll take care of the rest. Hell, I'll personally show up and tell that fart-knocking fuckhead what's what and embarrass him right in front of the whole goddamn office. So if your boss is a twat waffle ass face douche hat dickwad dingleberry dickhead and you want to send him down a river of shame in a douche canoe, you need to go to kissmyass.com right now, motherfucker! Put in code word glory hole for 10% off our services. Wait, fuck all that! I didn't approve that shit! You motherfuckers are going to pay me every goddamn dime. You think you get 10% off my ass, you're fucking crazy. Holy shit, Longhorn, that Well, if you're unhappy with the job, that sounds like a hell of a product. I know at some point in all of our adult lives, we have been to that point. We want to just tell them to take this job and shove it right up your fucking ass. So uh, if you're there right now, man, give them a call. It sounds like a pretty good service to me. Yeah, if you start getting really extra wordy with your handicaps, uh, when we're trying to get to this Rangers game, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them mid show and say, <laughs> say, look, this motherfucker. I mean, kiss my ass. I got a goddamn game to watch. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! heard them bells it is time to go over every game in the nfl in the air tonight for week nine uh we've got four teams before the bye no teams after the bye we will go over them as we get to them and speaking of that we're starting out with two of those teams before the bye as we head over to munich mm-hmm. germany with the germans day, we'll mate. watch kansas city take on those my hammer dolphins and kansas city is one and a half point home favorites, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that line was dropping, which uh, fine, keep on dropping it. I, obviously, the money's coming in on um, Miami. Uh, um, you know whether that's teasers or the fact that Miami is over there early. I know that Kansas City has not gone over there yet. Uh, right, maybe by maybe by this recording uh, they are, but Miami was there first. Maybe that has something to do with with a little bit of a line tick there. I don't give a shit. You're just going to give me a better number. I'm on Kansas City here. Uh, just an autoplay for me. I talked about it on the Monday podcast. Mahomes as a dog or a favorite under, favorite under three is just is just money in the bank. As a matter of fact, he is 19-6 and six ATS in that exact situation. Uh, the Kansas City defense is, is uh, it's very good. And this is kind of the blueprint of how you beat this Miami team. They, they bully ball. The bad teams, and when they play the good ones, they kind of struggle. So, until proven otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and um, and go ahead and play it that way. Now, I I do actually like the teaser. I've talked about not liking the teaser in in past games with Miami, just because they're they're a high variance team. But Kansas City is not really interested in blowing teams out, so I don't mind the you know the, the teaser play with Miami, and you can middle that, and and we all and we all get paid, both Stevens. Yeah, I'd say more than a kind of struggle. They get their fucking asses kicked. The only two good teams they played <laughs> all fucking season. Uh, the numbers here are split, as you would imagine that they would be. But the buckets are all on Kansas City. Kansas City lines up in a 58% bucket. Miami falls into three terrible buckets. 28%, 37%, 36%. Add it all up. It's 64-36 Kansas City. Love them from that perspective. Now, the spot... Obviously favors Kansas City coming off a loss. Uh, Patrick Holmes does not lose two games in a row very often. Uh, if at all, I didn't look up the numbers on that. But here is one that uh, I don't know how many people are going to have this. We talked about, you know, before the bye. They're both before the bye. Well, I've looked up the neutral spots because I don't consider either team home or away, all that bullshit. Yeah. But this hugely favors Kansas City. Neutral teams. This is 2012. Before the bye, as the favorite, seventeen and six AT or yeah, seventeen and six ATS. Neutral dogs before the bye, eight and seventeen as you can imagine, ATS. So a little bit of overlap there. I think there was uh, there was a couple different weeks there where 
I, I looked through the data. I was like, why is this discrepancy there? There was one weird thing or whatever. But either way, 17 and 6 versus 18 or 8 and 17. It is all there for fucking Kansas City. Again, Miami's not beat a good team yet this year. So if they do, if they come out and beat Kansas City, hey man, I'll tip my hat to them. Good job for doing it. But yeah. until they prove us wrong, I'm willing to fucking lay them every time they play a fucking good team or take them, whatever you want to give me. I'll fucking do it because they haven't proved that they could do it yet. Agreed. All right, moving on. Oh, those hot Atlanta Falcons. Longhorn, they got them a brand new quarterback. <laughs> they are. I guess it wasn't just a concussion because they're starting that skunky Danish beer. Mm-hmm. And they are now four and a half point home favorites to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody ever bought that bullshit concussion uh, line of crap they were giving everybody. But, um, so is that is that for sure they are starting Heineke? That's been yeah, announced? 100% okay. for sure. Okay, and, and has Minnesota announced if they're going to go ahead and, and start Dobbs? Uh, I think they're going to st- – no, they're going to start the uh, rookie. Uh, okay, well, that I mean, that kind of throws Now, Dob- they haven't, he hasn't ruled out Dobbs' plan, but the rookie is going to start. Well, I mean, that's just – okay, that, that – I don't like that at all. I mean, like, anyways, my, my handicap was that Dobbs has proven that he can jump into a new situation immediately and play well. So I don't really like this little dance that the coach is doing. Um, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it's just hopefully, um, and, and and that there's there's nothing. Hopefully, he's just going to start Dobbs because he's already proven he can do it before. He's a, he's highly intelligent. Just get him in there. It, He'll figure out a way to keep it close, and and if it is Dobbs, and you're catching four and a half, five points. I love to lean that way, uh, but again, without with you know with uncertainty, I don't know how you can necessarily bet it right now. Well, I hope he's smart with that big ass fucking head he's got. Uh, yeah, I'll be rooting like hell for Minnesota to win this game, but this far into the <laughs> season, I'm not taking a flyer no. on an unknown quarterback or an unknown quarterback situation. There's too many other good games on the board with value, so it's a pass for me. But yeah, hope the Vikings go fucking beat their ass. Agreed. All right, moving on. It's those Baltimore Ravens. Five and a half point home favorites over those Seattle Seahawks. <clears throat> oh, man. You were two for two going down my list perfect. Now we got a curveball. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So I really, th- this one is actually a good matchup to me for Seattle. I, I'm leaning Seattle. I'm taking those points. I hope the line keeps going up. And I know it's, I know you got the west to east early start. That is a factor. I'm not going to, not going to deny that that's a factor. Seattle could come out, you know, uh, sluggish and, and and just not be on their game. But with the the wide receivers for Baltimore and this little experiment they're doing, while I, Lamar is having a, you know, he's having a, a, a good year, but this has not gone the way they've expected. Now, it might work out fine for them. This might just be the formula they need anyways, uh, you know, not so heavy, uh, you know, heavy, on the pass reliant and just kind of mix and match, use the tight end Andrews much more like he's been doing the last few weeks than the wide receivers. Cause the wide receivers have, have honestly been, you know, Odell's been a huge disappointment. Zay flowers has been your normal rookie up and down. He's had his moments and uh Bateman, you know, uh, ugh, you know, I don't know what you're getting there at all, but point being Seattle has two awesome cornerbacks. So anything you're going to get out of those receivers, I think those cornerbacks are going to lock them down and they just brought in 
a trade for Williams, the defense, defensive tackle from the Giants. That's going to solidify that Seattle front. So I think in the in the trenches on both sides of the ball, Seattle's going to be able to go toe to toe with this Baltimore team. Um, so I think I think it's going to be a low scoring game, kind of a slow game, and in a low, you know, slow moving game. Six points is golden, and I'm going to lean that way. All right, I'm 100% against you on this. The numbers are split. The buckets are all Baltimore. Look, it's not going to be any different with my handicap last week. Geno isn't good versus man coverage. Baltimore runs the fourth most man coverage in the NFL, and they're even better. They have an even better opposing quarterback rating running that than Cleveland does. Fifth best, fifth best in the league, in fact. Now, if you look at the game last week, by possession. Seattle came out with a great game plan at home. They went eight plays, scored a touchdown. Second possession, Short field turnover, scored a touchdown. Third possession, six plays, got a field goal, all in the first quarter. After that, three and out, three and out, interception, three and out, interception, three and out, punt. And then on their last possession, after another turnover, gave them a short field, they scored a touchdown. It was their first point since the first quarter with 30 seconds left of the game. Look, man, sometimes great handicaps don't win. That doesn't mean you throw them out, especially when they prove to be right. That is reactionary square shit, and it's easy to do, especially when you get dick kicked by the result. But it's not smart. It's definitely not sharp. So now I get the same defensive game plan with a team that's even better at it. Baltimore has quietly risen to the ranks of the number one DVOA defense, and that's with an average strength of schedule right at 16, so that makes that a very reliable data point. Now Seattle is ranked the ninth in DVOA offense, but that is with the easiest schedule, 32nd in the league so far. And I know there's a stigma around Lamar not covering as a fave, and it's true, and it's warranted. They lost at home to the Colts as a seven and a half point favorite this season. But what have we discovered about the Colts? They play their best against very heavy man defenses, the Browns and the Ravens. The only other two times this year the Ravens have been favored at home, they blew those teams the fuck out. Week one against the Texans. Nine and a half point favorites in week three versus Detroit. Three point favorites blew them the fuck out. That was never even a game. In fact, here's something I haven't heard anything talk anybody talk about. They've only played three games at home all fucking season. They're six and two. And overall, ATS is a favorite this year. They're four and three. So it's not like they're not covering any of these games. They went to Tennessee as a five and a half point favorite and covered. And nobody goes to fucking Tennessee and covers. And if it weren't for the worst beat. In the NFL in 2023, they're 5-2 and two, ATS as a favorite. And I know I was higher in Baltimore than most coming into the season, but they're proving me right so far. And more, most importantly, and you mentioned it, they're doing this with Lamar being just above average. He's 13th in QBR. He's 10th in CPOA plus EPA. He's 11th DVOA. In the past, that would mean this Baltimore team's 500 at best. They are the number one DVOA team in the league. I don't care that Seattle did kick me last week. Cleveland was the right side. Baltimore is the right side. For a lot of the same reasons, Baltimore passed from here. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, I was talking about those Cleveland Browns. They're up next. They are, Jesus Christ. Well, let's call it eight-point home favorites of those Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, this is another one of those quarterback situation games. Like, I mean, I'm assuming they're starting – so that I mean that's if that's if that's the case, then this line's short to me, in my opinion. Um, you know, you've got you've got Tune with with no Connors is not back yet. I think Ertz is still going to be out, and the team has just traded their start. Like I mean, they're 
we all know they're tanking anyways, but now they're actually, you know, putting a signal out. Hey, we're trading our starting quarterback, even though he's not good. It's still, you know, you're trading. You're, it's a red flag. Hey, you're, we're getting rid of this guy that's that's gave us, you know, in some games a chance to keep it close. You know, anyway. So first start, it was at least a professional quarterback. Yeah, right. And first start on the road against that defense, that defense that you know, it's had its moments of of playing good over the last, you know, few games, but it's not been quite as dominant uh, as it was to start the year. Now they get to lick their chops and they got a rookie quarterback coming in with a bad roster. This, this just, it line seems short. This, this could be really ugly real fast. Yep. Now we're 100% on the same side. Uh, buckets are all on Cleveland. Uh, numbers are split. Look, I know Cleveland's beat me the last two weeks in a row, both times right at the fucking gun. But they're back at home now, like you said. Arizona's obviously, as an organization at least, they have let the players know they've given up. Now, the players aren't going to give up. But I think the initial game, to your point, after you trade away an actual NFL quarterback and now you don't have one, I think the initial letdown is going to be pretty big. Look, Cleveland needs this game desperately to keep pace in this division. The weather is going to suck fucking balls. It's going to be cold, rain, and wind. Arizona cannot run the ball. And that's all really Cleveland does. Arizona's 31st uh, against the run in DBOA. And although these are the two worst teams offensively running the ball in the NFL when it comes to stuff rate, Cleveland's also the number one stuff rate defense against rushing. And Arizona's 31st in defensive stuff rate. So I'm going to take an ugly, <laughs> grinding, double-digit, 13-3 win for the fucking Browns. <laughs> 13, Jesus. Or another fucking kick in my balls. At this point, I have no idea which one I'm going to get, but Cleveland's the only way I can fucking play this game. All right. All right, moving on, those Green Bay Packers. God damn, this line is moving up. It's basically 3, 3.25 at this point. Uh, they're hosting those L.A. Rams. I don't know. Let's see where it's at in the contest. It's three in the contest, but it's moving up to three and a half. So if you like Green Bay, you better grab it now. I, and just another, you know, it was, it was death weekend for quarterbacks last weekend. So uh, if it's moving up, I'm assuming that means the backup is starting for the Rams. Uh, obviously, that's the way the news is trending. I yeah, don't see any other reason why to do this? Again, it's you know, it's kind of hard to. I mean, how do you how do you do anything until you know for sure with this? But I will say this: um, <laughs> almost sight unseen. Give me, give me those points. And whoever's quarterbacking for the Rams, especially if it starts ticking up over three, uh, you know the the coach for the Rams had uh, McVay. You know he he knew what he was in for this year. This kind of like falls into his wheelhouse of hey, let me come up with something. Remember when Baker came over last year? You know, anytime he gets a new quarterback, it's like a new toy for him to play with. You're gonna get. You know, he, he's just going to be in that lab trying to figure out something new that'll work for whatever quarterback's going to be out there. And on the other side, Green Bay's, they're, they're throwing in the towel. They're trading away some of their best players, or at least one of them. And the quarterback just, he's just, he's not a, he's not a real quarterback. I, I, at this point, he's barely, he's, he's the back end of some of the backup quarterbacks that, that you would have out there. Um, so almost sight unseen coaching and, and, um, the direction of these teams. Give me the, give me the points. On a small lean to to LA. Yeah, I like your handicap there. Uh, numbers are—it's a no call by the power rankings. There are no buckets in this game. The number seems right to me at three, like you said, at three and a half, which you can get that at DraftKings and PointsBet and a couple others right now. 
Um, definitely, I would lean that way too. Now, this is the worst spot uh, before the buy as an away dog. It's the only non-profitable spot before the buy. No, I don't have any interest in this game. Yeah, it's not like all. we're gonna play it. Yeah, we, we would play it anyways. You know. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, so it's Houston. That's Houston with the H Texans, and they are. Uh, it's between two and two and a half. Let's call it. What is it? The contest. It's two. Let's call it two and a half point home favorites over those Tampa Bakers. It doesn't matter what you call it because you can hit that sounder. I am. I think I'm buying in on the fact that the the book might be slightly out on Stroud in his last three games. He's completing in the high fifty percent. Uh, uh, range, which is bad. That's horrible in the, in the NFL. And his quarterback rating has dropped over twenty points from what it was before that. Um, you know, so the co- and here's the deal: the coaches. This has been going over three games. The coaches saw this coming. Two games before the bye, they had a they had a bye and a whole week, two weeks to try to rectify this, get this straight, go and play Carolina, who's not a good team, and there was still no oh, answer. hot take. Yeah, they were, yeah, hot take. They suck, but they still couldn't fix it. So that's that's a sign to me that there's some bigger issues here than than what meets the eye. And the public is not caught up yet with that fact. If it is a fact, I'm not saying it's 100 percent sure, but if it is, and the book's out, and you got a defensive coach over there in Tampa and good defensive players, the wrong team's favored, and Tampa Bay wins this game outright. Um, so yeah, that's, I love this game. All right, well, it's a no call by the numbers. There are no buckets. I hope they tie. We could really use that. Other than that, I don't give a <laughs> shit about this game. We are moving on. All, All right. right, those New England Patriots. They are three-and-a-half-point home favorites over those Washington Redskins. Yeah, this one, it's a tough read on this one. Um, you know, I you, you think that you would think that nobody wants to play New England, and that's a hundred percent true. Nobody does. Um, but the line keeps going up. It's at three and a half. Keep, keep, while I'm talking, we we check what it is in the contest for me. Um, Washington, they you know they did what they always do against three and the, a half. Ooh, okay. So they went for Washington went for a huge huge yardage and huge points against Philly. That's what they seem to always do. And then the next week. The last time they played Philly, the next week they got boat raced by Chicago. Fucking Chicago. So fast. Yeah, so I you know, and and not only that, you've got Washington, they just traded their two best pass rushers. It's all kinds of quit going on over there. The the head coach and the OC likely to be fired after the season. Um, you know, <laughs> And I, I, you got to be, you have to lean New England here. You just, you absolutely have to. Now, again, that's, it's, it's, I've had my issues. They're, they're the, I wish I could quit you. I, I just can't fucking, <laughs> they just, they seem to have their, their, uh, their manhood stuck all the way up my ass and I can't pull it out. But, um, they're, they're the side. They're the side this week. Yep. The numbers are split on this one. The buckets are on Washington, but Washington actually didn't fall into any buckets. It's all in New England falling into terrible buckets. Um, but yeah, like you said, Washington traded away to their best young defensive linemen, including the number two overall pick for a bag of footballs and a used kicking tee. So I said it a couple weeks ago, you know, when we were on the Giants against them, look, this is just a dead team walking and they all know it. And now, it's not even a question anymore. The coach is already fired, and he knows it. The coaching staff at this point is spending half their week, every week, circulating their resumes and looking for potential landing spots. 
And you have to think about that because this is a reality in coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking for fucking places to move their families. You got to fucking buy a house. I mean, you got shit to do, and you know it's over. So if the Patriots are even an average football team, this line would probably be 10. And that's, I'm not exaggerating that. And the whole world would be on the Redskins because it would be the Patriots minus 10 as an average football team. But the Patriots fucking suck balls. 23rd in DVOA, right above the Redskins at 24. Matt Jones sucks so bad. That his birth certificate should be a fucking apology letter. Mm-hmm. But there is zero chance that I can stand with the skins right here. I don't really love betting on the pat- pats at this point. At three and a half, that's probably a pass for me. But yeah, I, I, cu- I couldn't I couldn't take them. I'd, I'd have to lay them if I had to. Yeah, if I lose another game to the, to New England in the Super Contest, you're just going to change my license plate to Brokeback Mountain because like, <laughs> they have fucked me so bad. <laughs> All right, moving on. God damn, another line that's just, it just keeps flying up. Those New Orleans Saints. It's now eight and a half. Mm. Uh, in the contest, it is eight. No, sorry. Uh, where the fuck is this game? Oh, it's eight and a half in the contest. Okay, so they they forecasted it right. Um, yeah, eight and a half point. Home favorites of the Chicago Bears. Yep, this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. Okay, this this one's... Look, I like New Orleans in this game, but it is dangerous, and that's why I'm making it... I'm, I'm leaning to Chicago with the points because although Carr has found the deep ball... It, all of a sudden and it, this kind of started in the second half of that Jaguars game on Thursday night uh, uh, two or three weeks ago um, it's still car you know it, it's it's car and and this is a big number and and you know his number AT, ATS when favored I'm talking about Der, uh, Derek Carr 18 and 39 ATS as a favorite you cannot ignore that it's impossible to ignore that it's too big of a sample size He's been doing this his, his entire career, so at that big of a number, even though he's shown that he's that he's you know attempting to throw the D ball and, and that's opening up the offense, I just can't do it. This you know I want to lean to New Orleans, uh, but it's dangerous, so I'm that I'm, I'm going to put Chicago as the danger zone game of the week. What do you got? All right, uh, the numbers are. Numbers in agreement are Chicago. I mean, this number is way too fucking high. It's way too fucking high. Yeah. Summer line on this game was two and a half. So we are six points away from where we were in the summer. Are these teams six points different than where we thought they would be? No. At this point, no. It's- no, and if you watch that game against the Chargers, they, yeah, Chicago got blown out. Yeah, of course they did. But if you watched it, there were there were opportunities there. And they just, you know, he's he's... The quarterback's young and he's not very good, so they didn't get him. That doesn't mean that's going to happen every single week. If he hits one or two of those opportunities that they had last week, this is a close game and a game that New Orleans is going to win, you know, by three, four, seven, something like that. But eight and a half, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like you said, Derek Carr, the least profitable quarterback in the NFL versus the spread. And his head coach, by the way, is uh, the least profitable fucking head coach in the NFL. They're great, two, great five, combo. and one ATS this year. But the Bears are also 2-5-1 ATS this year. Ah, 
But the buckets are on the Bears. It's dangerous, baby. It's oh, dangerous. this this is dangerous. Like, <laughs> there's zero chance I could ever, ever, ever lay these points. It is Bears or pass for me for sure. God damn. That, talk about a hold your fucking nose. Woo. Mm-hmm. Stank. Stank. Yep. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers. Oh, they're hot, baby. Hot. Two and a half point home dogs, those Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, and I hate to jump on the bandwagon, but hit that sounder one more time. This, listen, this is not just recency bias. I'm not picking this just because they won the game last week, although I am kind of picking it because they won the game last week. But it was also because they had the new offensive coordinator, or, you know, I guess it's not new offensive coordinator, but they let the play call. Yeah, they let him actually play the calls. And if you watch the game, it wasn't just him taking the fucking headset and calling the same old plays. No, there was... You know, there was motion. There was, you know, it just looked. I talked about it on Monday it, that how it just looked different, and it was the motion that that was making it look, you know, different. People were actually running open. Believe it or not, you can actually have you can scheme people open in the NFL, Bo Stevens. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's like coaches that don't really you know subscribe to that That's theory. Not true. Yeah. So, but you can actually be uh, innovative and scheme people open. So, uh, you know. Um, that, that, that's basically my whole handicap. You've got Indy, um, the, the, and you'll probably talk about it. You might have it over there. Indy was the dog. Now they're the favorite trend. I'm not oh, yeah. exactly, I'm not exactly sure how that goes, but I know that's, that applies here. Um, and, and by the way, this Minshew balloon is ready to pop. This is what he does. This is what he's been doing his entire career. He has, he has, he'll have a few games that are really good and then bam, he'll fucking, he'll just let one down on you. Now I hate trying to catch that, you know, that fallen knife thing that you've talked about in the past. Uh, so it's it's not like the major part of my handicap, but it is something that can happen at any point when he's going hot. That shit, you know, that shit burger is coming at some point for Minshew. Oh baby! So the numbers are here. Or it's actually no call for this. This line's right about where it should be. But the buckets are on Carolina. Actually, Indy doesn't fall into any buckets, but Carolina does fall into one, and that is the original side favorite, and now flipped. That is the hottest bucket that we have. It is seven and zero in the Ooh. last set in the last two weeks. Okay, there's three teams in it this week. Uh, forgot to mention, sorry, Minnesota was one of them just because I hate that game, so I skipped it basically. Yeah. But not only that, this is also the numbers geek. Hey, week. nerd alert! Nerd, nerd, you fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right, man, you mentioned it. Fucking Carolina won their first game last week. I love that. I love the momentum. They got some belief. They got some fucking fight to them. They got some fortitude. So, here it is. Since 2015, home dogs, one to three, or, or uh, yeah, sorry, one to three, and less than 50% winning versus opponent that's also less than 50% winning percentage. 49 and 30, 62% ATS with a plus 3.60 ATS margin. 47 to 36 straight up Longhorn. Now, mm. take all that information, move it to week nine or later. So now we're halfway through the season. You got two teams that are under 500. Same situation. Uh, 33 and 17 ATS, 66%, covering by five and a half points a game. 31 and 21 straight up, winning by over three points per game. Take all of that. Package it together and move the winning percentages down to less than 40%, which is where both of these teams are. 18 and 5 ATS, that is 78.3%, mm. covering at 7.5. 
points per game and winning. Son, 17 <laughs> to 6, straight up by five points per game. If you don't have Carolina and your money line, round robin this yeah. week, you are fucking life all up. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, it's our Las Vegas. Fuck! Raiders. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think down to about one and a half point home favorites over those New York football giants. Yeah, this one's real simple for me. It's my shortest write-up. First of all, it's the Hello Corner TV game, so nobody wants to watch this. First one to ten wins. I don't even know who's starting quarterback for either side. Don't give a shit. Uh, I just wrote down, because the line wasn't up You know, when I was preparing his handicap. It wasn't out yet. I just wrote down, whoever is getting the points, I'll just take it. And that's, that's I'll just leave it at that. All right, I am on the other side of that on this one. Who's I getting the points? Uh, the Giants. Okay. So I'm on the favorite in the Raiders. Uh, it's a number agreement for the Raiders. The buckets are on the Raiders. This doesn't sound right coming off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> do fall into one. It's not a strong play for me, but the Raiders do fall into one bucket for us. It's from Pickham, from the uh, preseason lines in May, to whichever sign lands is the favorite. 61% covering. Now, teams after the week after coach gets fired, 19-10 ATS. And last year they went 2-1, and one, so that held true. Antonio Pierce is interim head coach. Las Vegas on defense has not been great, but they also haven't gotten any help there. And actually, there was a three-week stretch between weeks four and six where they were an above-average defense, and two of those games were at home. And the only road game was against uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers, who are a familiar opponent. Well, they went 2-1 and one straight up and ATS during that stretch. Both their wins came at home versus poverty offenses, Green Bay and New England, where they're back at home versus the most poverty-fucking offense in the NFL. The Giants are 32nd DVOA. Now, the Giants on the flip side have only been above average on defense one week so far this season, and that was the week they were at home versus the poverty-fucking-ass offense of the Redskins. Well, it doesn't get much more poverty than Las Vegas on offense, but here's where I like the Raiders, really. With McDaniels gone, they've got to have a better balance of play call. Look, and I don't know how McDaniels missed this, but he he's so smart that he's stupid, I think, is his problem. Jimmy G right now is in the top 10 in time in the pocket to throw at over just .27 seconds. That is not his game. If you watch that fucking Monday night game, it was so goddamn maddening. Send him... Hold the ball. Hold the ball. Hold. That does not. That is not what he does. In his best two years in San Francisco, in 2020 and 2021, he was bottom third in the league at time in pocket, just over 2.4 seconds. That is where he works his best. Quick hitting, methodical offensive schemes. Play action, fucking crossers. That's what he does best. His offensive coordinator is Mick Lombardi. Now, this is his first OC job. I'm not sure exactly what he did. Before this, because McDaniel's offense, it was McDaniel's offense, McDaniel's the play caller. But I do know that everyone involved, from Jimmy to Adams to Jacobs, has been more than fucking frustrated with this offense. They've all, I mean, Adams was demanding a trade. Jacobs has spoke out. Jimmy G has been pretty much, I mean, just distant from the media, which is not his normal personality. They're frustrated with the offense. And the bottom line is they have too much talent to be this bad at scoring the fucking football. So where it goes for the rest of the season remains to be seen. But for this one game, I do expect Lombardi to listen to his players and let Jimmy call more of the game. He's he's a veteran. He can absolutely go out there and do it. I expect this to be very run-heavy, quick-hitting crossing routes, play action to Adams and Renfro. 
The Giants are 27th versus the rush in DVOA. So if Jacobs doesn't get 20 carries, then I have zero faith in Las Vegas going forward. That's for sure. This should be a very simple game plan. Run the ball, shorten the game, score 24 fucking points, and you win and you cover. So it's Las Vegas here or pass for fucking ever. You just talked about that game longer than I will watch it and during its three hours on Sunday. <laughs> I will not watch this game. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, here's the game everybody's going to watch is those goddamn Philadelphia mm. Eagles. And they are three-point home favorites of those Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this one, this one's a tough one. And, I, and I've gone back and forth and finally settled on leaning one. I was kind of waiting for the line to move one way or the other. but It, it ain't fucking Yeah, moving. it appears it's just going to fucking stick there all, all week. Um, number one, we've seen this movie before over and over and over. It's Dallas beats up on the bad teams at home. And they lose to the good teams. And, and losing to those good teams can be at, at home or away, really, for them. I've, I've seen that movie um, both ways. Uh, but but on the other side, man, Philly's Philly's hurt. And, and Hurts is hurt. Okay, he's not running. That knee is – there's something going on with that knee. And that's a big deal for them and that offense, taking away his mobility. Now, they you know, he's got the ability to to hit that home run ball – to AJ Brown and, and and all of his weapons, and that's all that's all fine and good, but you gotta have all your your weapons and your and what you can do offensively working, or you know teams will start focusing on the thing on the other thing and, and start slowing you down. So you know I was back and forth back on and forth on this, and really just the you know what what leaned me to Philly number one is that you know if the line's gonna stay at three, then fine. I'll just I'll just I'll lay the three at home. To Philly because I've seen this so many times with Dallas and specifically Dak, you know it. It's just until he beats a really good team, especially on the road, I just cannot. Three's not enough. Three's not enough. We saw with San Francisco last year in the playoffs. I think that line was was it three and a half or four against San Francisco, something something like that. Like that's yeah. it, that's not enough. Okay, so three's not enough. I'm gonna lean to Philly here, and um and and you know we'll we'll see how how Hurts does going forward with that injury. And this will be this will be a big game to prove what he can do because I think he's going to have to make some kind of plays, either scrambling to throw or scrambling to run. So this is a big game for Philly and Hurts uh, specifically, also. Okay, so this was probably the most frustrating game of the week for me, also, but for different reasons. Uh, the numbers are split here, which is which you should expect at a three point um, line with two really good teams. Now the buckets. They do weigh out Philly, and Philly is in two of our best buckets, 70 and 71. The two buckets they were in last week, actually, they fell in the same, but they also fall into a 37, a 36, and a 60. Dallas falls into no buckets. Overall, it's 54-46 Philly uh, to the advantage. And Philly in the spot. The for the bye home favorite, home favorite, 83 and 56. ATS since 2012. So lots of good info points to Philly here for sure. But here's the trumper, and here's what really kicks me in the dick about this game. Since Dak showed up in 2016, he's tw- Dallas is 28-14-1 versus the a- NFC East, covering by four and a half points per game. Now that's including games that Dak didn't play, but in the last two years, Dallas is 10-3 ATS in the division. He did co- play all those, covering by almost nine points per game. And specifically against Philly, they're 3-1. and one. And Philly in that stretch in the division, 5-8-2, with a negative 1.3 ATS margin. 
Dak specifically in his career versus the NFCs, just Dak alone, 27 and 7 straight up. He owns this fucking division. And Hurts versus the Cowboys so far in his career, 1 and 2. And his only win was last year when the Cows actually didn't have Dak Prescott. Dak is 7 and 1 in his last eight mm-hmm. games versus the Eagles. The Eagles have been pretty goddamn good over that stretch. He's 3-0 in his last three, and he has scored 40 points or more in all three of those games. Interesting. So how do you bet against that? That's a good point. Good Even point. with all the data yeah. telling me it's really tough to fucking do. And these are the type of games where I have to try to find reasons to bet against the obvious, obvious side, which would be the Cowboys in this matchup. And I did find some, obviously, in the data. But, man, I don't think it's enough for me to pull the trigger. Philly's bottom third in the league. And turning the ball over this year. And they have a negative turnover margin, which is a huge stat projecting going forward because we've chronicled on this podcast since 2012, there has not been a single Super Bowl winner with a negative turnover margin. And Dallas is the has been in the top three of the league in the last three years in turning turnover-worthy throws into picks. This year, Longhorn, the Cowboys have had 12 turnover-worthy throws against them. How many of those do you think they've turned into interceptions? I mean, my God, they never drop any. So probably ten. Uh, that's probably a little high. Eight, eight. nine, yeah, nine, seventy-five percent. The average is fifty. Right. And Hertz has the eleven. He has the eleventh most turnover worth throws so far this year in the NFL. So I would honestly love to be on the Cowboys here, and I still might. Yeah. But the buckets for Philly are strong, and so is that spot before the bye and home favorite. Uh, I'm honestly just torn in this game, and it's just bugging the shit out of me because I, I really want to just fucking hammer the cows, but there, I mean, there's enough to at least make me think about it. But, yeah, I mean, Dak is just such a fucking monster against this division and against this team in particular. He just he owns the East. He owns the Eagles. And the only team he's really struggled against, honestly, has been the Redskins for whatever stupid reason. But other than that, man, he just kicks the shit out of these people. Just give us three and a half. Come on, man. Just take it up. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, moving on. Those Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, this line is, whoo, it's dropping like a fucking rock. Uh, we'll call it two. It's two in the contest. Down to one and a half, though, at FanDuel. Holy shit. We'll call it two, though. Two-point home favorites versus those Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Yeah, and, I, and again, I think I just think the line movement is wrong. I took it at minus two on Monday when, when we talked about that on the Monday pod. It went up to at least two and a half. I don't know if it actually went to three, but I think this late move is 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 not. No, the it right. did. It did. It did touch three at a bunch of different bucks actually. Okay, so it's moving. It's moving back down, and I don't know why. You know, like like Buffalo made a trade for a cornerback. Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, like like okay, great. That's, he's a, that's, he's a point and a half player. Yeah, a point and a half. Like get the <laughs> fuck out of it. Like like you know, to me these are two teams going in, in two different directions. Um, you know, Buffalo Buffalo. It's not like they're going like straight down or anything but but show um Allen's dealing with a shoulder injury and then last week he had a he had a hip you know he got he got a, a hip thing go going on he had to go into the tent he came back out and played like he always does you know he's he's a giant machine so he's gonna play but these injuries keep stacking up for him and this is when they see we see this team get into trouble and since he they're a fucking rocket ship shooting to the sky right now uh so it's still to me all the value is on Cincy. And also, 
This is another primetime game, and you know the, all the primetime unders are going are hitting like crazy. They went three and zero last week. If you got them in, at, at, you know there were some pushes if you got them in at the, at the wrong time. But they basically went three and zero. This one, I got it in at under forty eight and a half, and it's gone up a full point. So again, I'm not, I'm not sure about the line movements in this game. I'm on Cincy and the under, and the line seems to be going against me in those. That's fine. I can live with that, but that's the way I'm going to lean. Yep, so the numbers agree with Buffalo, obviously, but you have to take into account that you've got all this data built in where since he wasn't very good and Buffalo was obviously excellent for the first part of the season especially, so you you would expect that to go that way. The Buckets also lean though Buffalo, 59-41. And I did have a write-up about, I don't know how the fuck this line is three because in the summertime it was since he minus one and a half. Now we're back down to we're back down to fucking earth. So, right. if we're saying that these teams are what they thought they were, which right now projected, you know, since he's a little bit under, obviously still where everybody thought they were going to be from the from the uh, wind over under wind pro, uh, projection, Buffalo's right on pace, actually a little bit above pace still. I mean that it this line had to go back down or else I mean everybody's gonna which everybody did obviously come in and hammer Buffalo at three points. Jesus Christ. There's, there's no fucking way, and this, I, my handicap is pretty much trash because I basically just said, you're going to give me fucking three points and the better quarterback and the yeah. better fucking defense. I'm going to fucking take that every time. I know it's fucking square. I know it's fucking square as shit. I wrote that it was going to be the square dog of the week in contest at one and a half. Obviously, it probably won't be. So, either uh, way. Just, uh, sorry, just real quick. You, you better quarterback being who? Josh Allen. Hmm. By a million miles. Okay. I mean, now that you're talking about, like, currently or just in their career? Yeah, for their career so far. Mm, okay. I, I, we don't have time to bog down on that, but, yeah, I would challenge that a little bit. Okay. Well, I mean, I know Burrow had a good run and went to the Super Bowl, but other than that, you he's, know. He's still, I mean. He's been pretty trash. It's an argument until, either way. I'm not, yeah. not going to push it on him, but like, I, I think Burrow's going to They, they both definitely had trash parts of their career. I mean, yeah. if you wanted to fucking say Burrow's better, I'm not going to fucking bleed you to death over it. But right, right. at this point, I, I definitely have the better defense in Buffalo. I definitely have the better team in Buffalo. I'm catching points. It's a ba- I don't think it's a great spot for him, though. I, don't, I mean, at this point, it's probably a pass for me. If I could have got it at three, I was fucking ready to fire, but. I'm hoping I, it's. I, is it? Two I knew that wasn't going to fucking happen. Is it two in the contest? Uh, let's see. Hope it's not two. It, it. It's two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. I mean, even at, like I said at three, I was ready to fire anything under that. Since he could win this game, obviously. Uh, but I don't know. I ah, this is another tough one. Yeah. Another tough one. All I right. love it. I'm on Cincy. Moving on. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. All the league has such a great job of scheduling these games if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt. (laughs) But now we're stuck with those Uh, New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. And they are home dogs to those Los Angeles Superchargers. And uh, three points is where we got it at. Yeah, I'm looking at three and a half. So I, I'm this look. This is a I'm planting my flag on this on this game. Like, go ahead and hit the sound or get it out of the way. Like, I don't. Am I taking crazy pills? Like, what are we doing here? Like, the Chargers going on the road across the country on Monday night 
in the fucking cold weather of the Jets against that badass ball hawking defense, and you're giving me three and a, three three and a half points. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, yeah, I'm all over the Jets here, and I know and I know that there's all this talk about, oh my god, the Jets got all this offensive line injuries, and they do, but they've had them all fucking. Their offense year. fucking sucks anyway. Yeah, and, and I and you know I double checked because I've been hearing that narrative go around, and I checked the the you know the expected starting lineup for that offensive line. It's Dude, it's players they've been playing for, you know, shuffling around kind of all year. So it's not like they're bringing guys off the fucking street. That narrative's getting overblown. It's juicing up this number, which is even better. I'm taking Jets with the points. I'm taking Jets on the money line. I am all over the Jets here. Jets win this game. The Ch- like, <laughs> the, the Chargers were, they were like, the nobody touched the Chargers a week ago. They win one game at home against Chicago, and all of a sudden they're going on the road, and they're three and a half point favorites. Get the fuck out of here! Yep, the Jets do also fall into the original side favorite, obviously. Well, obviously in this yeah. game, you just basically stole all my handicaps. So Good. I'm just gonna say that uh, <laughs> the numbers agree with the Jets, the buckets agree with the Jets. Herbert's a giant pussy, and his coach is a fucking idiot. So, yeah, it's definitely Jets are pass for me here. Yeah, co- and I didn't even mention that. Coaching mismatch, big time. I mean, look, dude, they're 29th. I mean, offensive line, who gives a fuck? They're 29th on DVOA and offense. They yeah. suck out fucking loud, and yet somehow this motherfucker gets them to go out there and win fucking football games. So it doesn't matter. who f- You and I could be starting on the offensive line. Who <laughs> gives a – Zach Wilson can't fucking complete a forward pass. It doesn't matter. They just find a way to win fucking football games. I'm not available. I'm watching the Rangers win the World Series. So <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, that was all. Then when's coming to the air tonight, baby? It's time everyone have been waiting for. It's time for those free, I said, free picks of the week. Lay it on them, baby. Yeah, I'm going to start the Sunday off in um, Afghanistan or Germany or wherever the fuck they're playing. I'm going to take those Kansas City Chiefs laying. I'm going to, I mean, I guess I can get one and a half. Is that is that what I can officially put it in at? Oh, yeah. Okay. Kansas City minus one and a half NFL free pick of the week. Love it. All right, I'm going to go with those Vandy uh, Commodores, plus 12.5. Look, they're one of the best teams in the nation at finishing drives. They average 4.5 points per trip inside the opponent's 40. They have the one of the best explosive passing rates in the nation, and Auburn is terrible at defending explosive plays in the passing game. Both teams are around average at both Havoc allowed and created, so there shouldn't be any fuckery here. And if Vandy just lines up and plays their game, I think they actually win this game straight up. And either way, though, Auburn's not good enough to be laying 12.5 points on the road in the SEC. I expect this game to close around 10. Go Commodores. And for your pizza, money, parlay of the week, we got Oklahoma State. money line plus 195. That's right in Bedlam. They're going to beat oh, yeah. them Sooners. Oh, yeah. Boise State, money line plus 135. And Vandy, money line. Let's fucking go. Let's go big, baby. Plus 375. Now, this one, Longhorn, you'll be interested in. Very, very hedgeable. Boise does not play till like oh. 9 o'clock on Saturday night. So if you get Oklahoma State and you get Bandy, I think they both kick off around the same time. You got fucking a plus 195 and a plus 375 in your pocket. You can go ahead and hedge out on that plus 135. It's the smallest part of 
the fucking pizza money parlay. So if we get the two big dogs, go on and take your money. Get fucking paid, baby. I actually got a... All pe- three of them though together, 32 to 1. 32 to 1. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've actually got a uh, college pizza money parlay that I wanted to bounce off of you and see what you think about it. And uh, you can tell me if it's stupid. I've already put the bet in, so it's not like I can change it. But just just to bounce it off of you, you are the college expert. Um my pizza money, college money, money line parlay is Oklahoma State. That was the first leg. And then I put um, K-State money line against Texas. And then I did USC money line against um, is it Washington. So what do, what do you think about those three? I don't mind the K-State one. I think there's a chance there. Um, but, I mean... Well, I mean, Washington USC, I actually don't mind it either. I actually I thought about USC, but that's going to be one of those games, last person the ball wins, it's going to be 65 to 63. It's going to be 130 points in that fucking game. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind I don't mind that at all. And that pays 16 to 1, so uh, this this little little bonus money line parlay. Bonuses, baby. We love bonuses. Longhorn. Here's another bonus. Tell them about that fabulous website one more time. Yeah, here's a pro tip for you. Uh, <laughs> go to that website. <laughs> Look, man, I'm so distracted. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get ready to watch this fucking World Series. Uh, the Rangers are up one to nothing, by the way. So Woo! we need to wrap this up and get to that game. Uh, go to the website thefootballgirlhole.com and check out those free picks. Check out those uh, college tabs, NFL tabs and uh, combo tabs do all that stuff subscribe and share the podcast don't be stingy don't be stingy and share with everybody you know um other than that man let's wrap this up let's go watch this world series win and um and uh if you do any of that if you if you sign up for for the uh for the website or the podcast or you watch the rangers with us win the world series we become partners for life and both see us it's in a mostly non-sexual way people Stop throwing away your hard on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it. People never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, baby.